0: You do not have to have the same exact situation, both people, partners working from home or um, both or one of you guys not having a commute or both of you guys contributing to the parenting. None of that needs to happen in order for you to have really successful uh, communication and just results when it comes to time management. Um, We're just sharing what's working for us so that you can take what is useful and apply it and then kind of discard the rest. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind lucky you. Do you know why? Because we have on our most favorite guest ever, my most favorite guest ever, Mark, my husband. I think this is actually the first time he's been, yeah, that. he's been on the show that he's been my husband. First time he was my boyfriend Then the second time he was what? Do we ever say fiance? I don't know such a short period i know right we didn't never really got engaged we just were like let's get married (laughs) um and now we are married and you guys have been telling me how much you love the episodes when we have him on because of course what behind what do they say behind every amazing woman is an amazing man standing in the wings. I'm pretty sure that that quote is the reverse in history, but it's true in 2022. If you see all of the things that I do when it comes to time management and money management and emotional management, all of that is navigated and communicated uh, behind the scenes with Mark and he helps me with so much of what I do. And I know a lot of you guys struggle with, okay, I'm trying to implement Habster scheduling or budgeting, but. You know my partner is just not on board or um they're they're confused or i need them to talk to you <laughs> and i do not coach men i only coach women so occasionally i like to bring mark on the podcast so that you do have that access to uh, a partner's perspective and what it's like for him uh as we apply the tools that I teach you here on the podcast. So, twice before if you haven't ever met Mark on the show, you can go back and listen to those episodes. We'll link them in the show notes, but the first one we talked about dating an entrepreneur. So, if you are a business owner and you want to kind of you really just know what it's like from the perspective of someone while I was scaling my business because From the time we started dating to now, my business has, mm, I mean, 10X in size. And so uh, what that was like for him and how he managed while I was scaling. And then second, we talked about budgeting as a couple and finances and all of those big investments that we make. So as you guys know, Happening Sessions at the time of this has just enrolled. So uh, make sure for for the next round you are on the wait list. But... that is a big investment for some people if they are paying in full. And we talked about that in that episode. And today we're going to be talking to you about the third thing that I always talk to you guys about, which is time. We're going to talk about time management as a couple. So I'm going to let Mark introduce himself and explain a little bit about what he does and who he is and what his time responsibilities are, and then we'll we'll kind of get into it for you guys and give you some tips. So, without further ado, Mark, great. tell us tell us all all that you are.
1: Yeah, great. Well, thank you, Jess, honey. I guess. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have. Uh, I've been somebody who really has managed his time in a way that um, just internalizes the idea that and this is a, a story that I wanted to maybe just start with, if that's sure. at all possible, um, but always used to uh, kind of look look at how things are going and, and always assume and know that whatever it is that I'm, I'm going toward, have the confidence and the belief uh, that that thing will happen and that I will be able to succeed. Um, it reminds me of a time when I was back in, in school in university, whenever we had tests and papers and all those things that were due, uh, I was never the type of person who overly stressed about those things. I knew that there's twenty four hours in a day um that you have to kind of allocate your time appropriately um but ultimately at the end of the day it will um the the goal of achieving the goal in which you're looking to achieve will actually come to fruition um so kind of Time feels like it's moving faster if you're stressing about the situation. Mm, agreed. Um, so I've always tried to reduce the the thought of the stress that that it could be inducing. So to try to alleviate that belief that time is moving faster because everybody has 24 hours uh, in a day. Um, but for some people, it feels like they have less time. And for some people, it feels like they have more time. Um, now, obviously there are other factors. Like recently, we've had a, our, our beautiful baby girl, Mari. So mm-hmm. it, 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 there are certainly times when Having the responsibilities behind now two children in the home um, feels like there's less time, but really, it's just all about allocating your time uh, towards the things that are most important to you. So uh, obviously, we both have the uh, the the fortune of working from home. So that does give us. Um, the ability to allocate time that would potentially be used for commuting to work or mm-hmm. or things like that um, to put towards things that we feel are more beneficial and relevant to um, what makes us happy and what drives us in our lives so um, so very very happy about that, um, but yeah, no, I mean it's certainly been a a change in how managing our time um, is is conducted when when Mari came into the picture, um, but I, I don't know, I think we're doing a pretty good job uh, I think so too,
0: and it's why I wanted to have you on because I think that we approach time in a different way, but we share a lot of the same core beliefs about time. But so just tell them just for perspective, because I think a lot of people like wanna know, okay, do you have a full-time job? What do you do? How many hours kind of, maybe you don't have to say how many hours you work because I know your job is a little bit different, but you can kind of give an insight into uh, your roles and your priorities.
1: Yeah. So I do have a full-time job. Um, I used to work in the alcohol industry, uh, in finance, um, where I was going into the office every day, commuting, sometimes at the worst, an hour and a half each way. Um, so right there is three hours- All the way to
0: Connecticut from Long Island. It was yeah. terrible. I can so, tell.
1: So right there is, you know is three additional hours- um, that can be allocated elsewhere to to things that are more important. Um, but now I, I made the transition to work for um, the the company that my my dad actually founded, uh, Starwood Pet Travel. Um, so working kind of to to help deliver and, and help people who are in the the process of relocating for work or personal reasons, help delivering their pets and getting them from point A to point B. So uh, it's a it's a role that is is really the ultimate kind of result is so. Uh, positive and enjoying because you're really just at the end of the day reuniting um, people with their with their loved ones um, after after a, an extended period of travel so so very exciting there. Um, but yeah, so I think that role obviously allows me to work from home. Um, so everything is remote. So again, it removes those needs to, uh, have to commute the time waste, the time we'll talk about time waste and time sucks. But, uh, one for me was obviously the, the, the need to have to commute all the time to, um, to those places. So not having to do that and being able to, um, you know, focus on the things that are most important to me, like family, um, being able to, the idea of being able to, um, you know, take Mari for a, a walk in the morning or during lunchtime, um, recently being able to, uh, if, you know, Calvin's school is, is two blocks away from our house. So being able to go there, pick him up from school and then just throw the football in the air for 10 minutes, uh, with him and a few of his friends, that is something that I do genuinely enjoy and love and being able to prioritize that, um, because of the flexibility, uh, and, you know, the ability to work from home and things like that has been a real joy for me.
0: Yeah. I'm really glad that you kind of brought up what you did beforehand, too, because this isn't by accident. I hear a lot of people tell me, well, like, oh, my job won't allow me to X, Y, Z. And that is definitely true for all of us, right? We all have things that we need to be able to prioritize and allocate. But at the end of the day, if your number one priority is something that you can't show up to and you're blaming that on your job... It might be time to think about another career change. Now, that's not what this topic is about, but I did want to mention it because uh, recently Mark has been kind of sought after to go. You know, maybe have some other opportunities come up, and we've talked about what that would look like and what would it really take, if any, amount of money to put him back in a situation where he was not able to kind of share in the uh 50 50 of of parenting at home because that is something that's important to both of us like we just know during these younger years we want to be there for the little moments you know calvin has his first field trip uh today but i am going on a field trip in the spring with him that's really important to me to be able to to do that. And I know for Mark, um, you know, those little moments, like he said, the, the moments in the morning where he can kind of, uh, just hold Mari and see her during lunchtime or in the morning. Um, that was a priority for us. So it was very attractive to him to take this type of a role. Now I will say also, you talked about your commute and there might be some of you guys who are listening who still are commuting. And Mark talked about how, like, it's so great because he has that time to allocate. But here's what I know about Mark we, we always find a way to make whatever our current circumstances are our advantage. So, if he did have that three hour total commute, I can guarantee you he would be making sure that during that time, there was one of his priorities was being, uh, you know, focused on. Yeah,
1: I was a peak karaoke time uh, in my oh. life um, with, with the amount of singing I was doing in the car. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. Obviously, priorities. Yeah, you have to you know, obviously you're, you're one to listen to a lot of podcasts, self-help developmental things. So being able to do those things, I used to listen to something, you know, more of those than I do obviously now. Um, so yeah, there are benefits in in both ways and you just have to identify what would, what would be the most beneficial in the circumstance that you're currently in.
0: Right. And I just wanted to say that because everyone who's listening, all of your circumstances are going to be different. And you do, I just want to reiterate as we're going through these tips, you do not have to have the same exact situation, both People, partners working from home, or um, both, or one of you guys not having a commute, or both of you guys contributing to the parenting. None of that needs to happen in order for you to have really successful uh, communication and just results when it comes to time management. Um, We're just sharing what's working for us so that you can take what is useful and apply it and then kind of discard the rest. Like I said too, like some of you guys are going to have additional support when it comes to childcare, or some of you guys really are going to like to divide and conquer. I know Mark and I don't like to do that. We like to partner on almost everything. It's just our personalities, but the divide and conquer works for some of you guys. So keep in mind, these tips have more to do with how you think and communicate about time rather than the exact how-to of how it's going to work. Um, so whatever we're saying here, I don't want any of you guys to use it against you. So, okay. Um, is there anything that you can think of, Mark, that about how you manage time differently before adding me into the picture? And when we started dating, obviously you were adding not just me, but me and Calvin mm-hmm. into the picture. What changed when you became like the a partner versus just how you manage time, if anything?
1: Yeah, so I, I can't imagine too many listeners know that I'm a Los Angeles Chargers football fan. Um, which has been painful um, over the last several years, but uh, or decades, really. But anyway, um, so I actually was such a fan that I had season tickets. Um, so when I was traveling a lot for work, I had the great fortune to um, travel and, and fly uh, instead of flying here, where I actually didn't even have an apartment or a home or, or anything like that. At when that he time, says
0: here, he means New York. New like York, he was yeah. kind of home basing it from New York, but not really with right. his old role where he was traveling so much.
1: So I would, I would, I would just end my travels for, uh, for that stint in, in California. And I would go to um, Charger games like three, four uh, every year. Um, and then I had season tickets for two or three years would fly out there. had some really nice friends out there who would put me up. We'd go to the game together. We'd have a great time. And then I'd fly home. So obviously that was a time commitment. I mean, there were some times when I would fly in the morning on a Sunday, go to the game and then get dropped off and take the red eye home for work on Monday. So, um, you know, that to me at the time was a priority because I enjoyed the team. I enjoyed spending time with uh, those those college friends who lived out there. Uh, and I, and I you know, I don't obviously at this point, ever since really, once I knew that we were, we were pregnant with Mari and that was coming down the pipe, um, there was really no way that I'd be able to prioritize the family life and the family person that I wanted to be, but then also every other weekend flying to uh, Los Angeles for, for a day or two to, to go to a football game. So I think most of the, most of the call who have kids and have a family can understand um, that that wasn't as hard of a decision as, uh, as, you know, someone who's single may believe it was, but, but again, a, a huge change in my life from, from what I was used to. Um, but one that again, was an easy decision knowing, when you take a step back and think about the things and the type of person that you want to be um, and the things that are most important to you, um, easy decision to make.
0: You know what? And it's it's funny because we didn't talk about this before we were preparing for the call. But another thing that we were talking about before Mari came into the picture, because when we got pretty good at navigating like our circumstances with Calvin before the picture. Cause like I said, everything that we're doing here, everything that we're teaching you, everything that we're offering as far as tips, it's all a work in progress. It's all take requires a lot of experimentation, communication, tweaking, um, as does anything. But uh when a new phase of life happens, whether you move or whether one of you gets a new job or whether you bring a kid into the picture, there's going to be new, a new set of circumstances, and you are just gonna have to figure that out. And I remember us talking about um, golfing, and you were thinking about getting a golf membership. And I was pregnant. And this is like, weeks before I was due and Mark's like yeah maybe we just joined this golf club and I was like can we just wait until after the baby's born so that we really understand what the circumstances are of whether you're going to want to be golfing enough to make this worth it
1: to be fair time management (laughs) was baked into that decision because the club was in town Um, so was thinking about the commute times and how much different it would be to only golf nine holes every time. So, so there, it wasn't like there was a total disregard for time management in there. It actually was part of it, but ultimately, yeah. I mean, ever since Mari's been born, I think I've golfed like once or twice. (laughs) Uh, And one of those was in a family vacation when there was, you know, lots of help and whatnot. So it just, but I, I've said this so many times, um, to, to my other friends who have been golfing a little bit more. I honestly don't even miss it that much. Um, which is probably one of the biggest surprises, but it's just because what is here and, and you know the things that are keeping me away from it are just so positive and, and so great that it just hasn't really been a major factor. Now when I'm when I am doing it and I'm out there, I do enjoy it and it's and it's fun and I would I, I say I wish I could do this more. But in the moment of not being in it, I just I don't even really miss it as much. So it's yeah. also because I was never that good. So I'm not really, you know, missing out on being that great. He's, but
0: he's pretty good. I think he's being uh, modest here. But no. I, I the reason I even brought that up wasn't because ultimately we decided that it wasn't the time to join the club. Like you can golf kind of when it makes sense for our schedule. But it was because one of the things that you said to me leading up when I said It just isn't the time. I don't think it's the time. And you said to me, like, that goes against everything that we stand for. You never use other people's definition of what's possible in a phase of life to determine what's possible for us. And I was just kind of like, damn, (laughs) that's so true. And I want to offer to you, like, we could have made it work ultimately we didn't, it wasn't like I put my foot down and was like, absolutely not. I'm taking this off the table. You can't do it. I, I offered that you don't have all of the pieces. I I said, you can't quite imagine what you're going to feel like once Mari gets here and it's only a couple of weeks away. Why don't we wait? And then you can make the decision. And then ultimately once she was here, you made the decision to hold off.
1: And I didn't know you're right. There was, there is no way to know exactly what that's going to, feel like when, right. when, but then yeah, it's life has never been the same. So it's, yeah, yeah. you can't even imagine.
0: But I, yeah, I do yeah. want to offer like what Mark said was very true. If you want a big life and that's something that we talk about a lot on the podcast and you want to be able to do amazing things within the 24 hours a day that we all have, you need to have some core beliefs. So we're going to get into our, I think we have six, <laughs> yes, six time management tips, as a couple that help us to kind of stay on the same page and to deliver the results that are really important to us. And the first one is to find your foundational time beliefs. And that was kind of one of them for me. For me, it was believing that the people around me don't determine what's possible in the phase of life that I'm in. So when I was a single mom, people basically love to tell me this sob story they they love to feed me the struggle that i was in and kind of tell me oh well of course you're not going to be able to do that because you are a single mom and now that i'm a new mom again i think people have an idea of what i can and cannot do and i like to determine for myself what is possible and the same thing within a relationship so what are some of your core foundational beliefs about time. I think you talked about one right in the beginning yeah. so that it's always gets done.
1: Yeah. I think it's the idea that like, it, yeah, it'll get done. We'll manage through it. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll always manage through it. And that's one that we've, I've implemented while we've been chatting, you know, throughout our lives and and the things that are important to us as well. It's like, I, it's, it's the idea, it, it relates to the thoughts and the feelings around time um, and the the true belief that if you stress about it and if you, and if you think that something won't get done um, I do, I'm kind of a strong believer in like self-fulfilling prophecies. Like you do, if you feel that way um, you might just ultimately kind of make that be the, the, the reality of your situation. So always having that belief that things will get done, removing that stress will make it feel like there's more time. And then if you feel like there's more time, then, your 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 ability to accomplish what you want to accomplish um, will 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 happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, I think this is probably more of like a, a corporate work lingo thing that I've always used to say, but um, I like it when though. dealing with with stakeholders or or um, business partners that you're dealing with, or even friends or family. I mean, it's relevant in every aspect of life. The idea of holding the tension um, and and making sure that if somebody is challenging you or someone, you know, is requesting something that it's not just because potentially you have a scarcity thought about time. It's not just say, okay, I'm just going to say yes, just to do it. Like there's, there's some, some experiences and some points in life where it's worthwhile to spend a little bit of time to have a deeper discussion and to, and to thoroughly talk through something to get to an ultimately correct decision that will in, in, in the long, in the long run, create more or or create more time and, and, and reduce the amount of time that something takes down the line. Um, Preparation before something will ultimately lead to, you know, less time it takes down the line. So that idea of holding the tension and making sure that um, the, 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 stakeholder that you're dealing with or the person that you're speaking with, um, that you, you don't just concede because you feel like it's something that will take less time. If you just concede and move on Mm -hmm. and like move on to the next point, it's managing that conversation, getting to the ultimate right decision, maybe spending a little bit of extra time in the, in the first 25% to then reduce the amount of time that it takes down the line.
0: Yeah. I've watched you do that. Like since the beginning of, of dating you in your career and I've always found it so helpful at, because I have adopted it in my own life. You know, some of you guys who are listening uh, know that we like actually we're not just managing our time just the two of us. A lot of our time management is navigated also with uh Calvin's dad, my ex-husband and his wife now um and we're always trying to figure out who is going to be uh, responsible for Calvin on those random holidays. We have had the most, <laughs> like the most one-off day holidays this fall that I think I've ever been aware of. Once you have a parent, once you're a parent of a kid in the school system, right? It's like kindergarten. Oh, they're off for Rosh Hashanah and they're off for veterans day and they're off for election day and they're off for, and you're like, wait, but I'm not, I'm not off. What What's happening here? And that of, That thought about being willing to hold the tension, and I think really it's like being willing to hold the boundary. so we'll be talking about that in another tip, um, has been so helpful in terms of saving time in the long run um, in, in that relationship because there's some times where in the past, especially women, especially those of you who identify as people pleasers, will just be like okay well it's quicker and it's faster if i just do it myself or if i just concede and ultimately it's not faster ultimately ends up co- that habit ends up costing you time in the long run so that's been one that i've stolen from you and some of my other foundational time beliefs that you guys can borrow i say this on the podcast all the time number one there's plenty of time it sounds so simple but yet it's really important that you believe there is plenty of time to get everything you want to get done um, number two is i'm supported. Uh, that might not sound like a time belief, but it allows you to make the decisions that are right for you when you believe that, like, you don't have to do everything yourself. So, because I believe as a core belief that I'm supported, not just by Mark, but by my team and by my family and by the world, I love this quote also that uh, I. I'm convinced that the whole world is conspiring to make my dreams come true. Because I believe that, I am able to ask for help when I need it. I'm able to uh, delegate pretty easily. Um, Another one of my thoughts is we'll always get the results. So similar to Mark's, it always gets done. And then finally, that if he can't help execute the plan, if I have a plan, and Mark can't help in it, it's my responsibility to find another route. If the result doesn't get done, that's always on me. Because I believe this, you know, some people really don't believe this. They argue with this. I just find it to be such a helpful time management thought because I never feel stuck that way. If I'm responsible for getting the result done, no matter what, Mark's going to be my go-to person that I go to, to see okay, I have this. Are you able to help? And if he can't, or if it's not the priority for him at the moment, I don't play the game blame game. I don't waste time blaming him. Now, of course, there are moments where I'm not perfect at this. And I do, I am like, oh gosh, like you said that we should just be you know, right now, currently we don't have childcare for Mari and we, you know, uh, Mark's mom helps us out one day a week, occasionally uh, two, if we really need it. Uh, But most of the time we're navigating our schedule and passing her back and forth. And it, if I am not meticulous with my scheduling, I can oftentimes fall short of the goal. And Mark just reminds me like, well, you just need to schedule a little further in advance. And he reminds me of the principles that I teach you guys. So a uh, reminder that playing the blame game is only going to waste your time. And a one way to make sure you're not doing that is making sure that you are responsible for all the results that you care about.
1: And telling you to, to plan further ahead is a good example of holding the tension. Because yes. a lot of times people maybe wouldn't feel comfortable saying that. But again, it's not the most... Um, It's not the easiest thing to sometimes say things like that. And holding the tension isn't always the easiest thing and will not always result in an immediate positive response. But again, ultimately, it's kind of breaking through that tension or that's why it's called holding the tension. Mm -hmm. Breaking through that tension instead of giving into it um, can ultimately lead to a more successful and more time friendly result.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. Like a lot of these tips that we're going to give you are kind of like inter interchangeable or dependent on each other. But the second one that we're going to say is to get ahead of it. So to do as much future planning as possible, giving notice helps loads when it is possible to give notice. And I talked about this actually in our episode on, um, on finances and on budgeting. I talked about how because I am thinking a month to a quarter to even sometimes now a year in advance with my investments, I know kind of that w- whether I'm going to be investing in a mastermind or a coaching program, usually about six months out, um, and I can start planning for it. And if I think that there's going to be you know, an obstacle or something that might require us to change our current plan... I communicate that as soon as possible. So with time, um, I am always trying to do that. We have our uh, monthly calendar on the fridge for the big things and for uh, things that just aren't our weekly kind of regular routine schedule. And we have different color <laughs> color markers for each person's responsibility. But, And I want to say this because I know a lot of you guys do this. I put it on the calendar and then it causes fights because you assume because you put it on the calendar, the other person saw it. I never assume that. We use that as a reference and a guide so that if either of us is trying to make a plan and the other person's not there, we can look at it and use it to make a plan. But we don't just expect the person to look at it. It's a reference, like I said. So whenever something new comes up, we... Speak about it we confirm that the other person is aware and has coverage I always say trust but verify Mm -hmm. so I'm trusting that he's going to be responsible for what's on the calendar however I'm always going to verify that he saw it because that is me being responsible for the results that I care about right and have coverage so recently like I said um We had some notice because Mark noticed that next week there's two uh, days off in school for election day and for veterans day. And I was just unaware of this. I I did not realize. And so because of that, we were able to communicate with Dustin, my ex, and figure it out between the two of us, figure out if we need extra child care or who's going to be handling what when. And that notice helped us get on the same page quickly. Which, if you don't have any other things to add to that tip, is um, tip number three, which is get on the same page quickly. So on the flip side of getting ahead of it, not everything in life is something that we plan for, especially when it comes to kids. And I am clear with myself about what is a non-negotiable and what can be flexed. And I know that Marcus as well, I think that he thinks of a lot of his, most most of our Life we think of as things that we can manage through or flex around. And we think of ourselves as flexible, adaptable people. However, there are certain things that are non-negotiable and we're clear with each other about what those things are so that We don't get into this rhythm of assuming that the other person's always going to be flexible. And we're like, hey, just so you know, I do have a call tomorrow at 9.15. It is non-flexible. So just making sure that you're aware of that. We're always kind of just double checking in um, and getting on the same page quickly. So this week was a good example because we both have some pretty heavy work weeks. I have, um, as we're recording this, the happening sessions launch is next week. So I've got a lot of people asking questions, a lot of consults, a lot of, uh, emails that are just need to be tweaked and scheduled and written. And uh, you just got back from a conference. And yeah, a
1: lot of a lot of follow up conversations with uh, networking event that happened in Vegas. So um, uh, prioritizing reaching out to those individuals having, mm-hmm. you know, meaningful conversations to further the the, the networking that we had there. Um, so yes, yeah, so yeah, definitely one of the more important busy weeks for me coming out of uh, such an important event.
0: Yeah, and we're not the type that we're like always family first. And like, obviously, yes, our family is our priority, but we are very, um, we highly prioritize our job and we both have jobs that we are passionate about. And we both have, um, you know, we care a lot about exceeding expectations and results within our careers. And so when it came to this week, we realized pretty quickly that neither of us were going to be able to um, flex more than 50% uh, this week. And so we needed additional childcare. So I said, Hey, can you, we realized this last week, we said, Hey, can you ask your mom to come an additional day on Tuesday, Wednesday, I talked to my ex-husband about taking Calvin a little bit early on Friday, found out that actually he has his busiest week as well. And so knowing this was so helpful because had we got into the week and started to just kind of ask for that support or help thinking I need this I really this is a busy week for me and not factoring in what the other where the other person was at all three of us I think you know my ex included would have been like hey this is my busiest week why does my stuff come last Mm -hmm. right and start to feel slated and so um I think that when you're on the same page as quick as possible Like even though we realized this is a week out, that that's not that much notice. We were just like, okay, no problem. The past is the past. We going forward, we're gonna look at the spring. Um, uh, Dustin's dad and I, or Dustin's dad, Calvin's dad and I are gonna look at the spring schedule for all of the holidays next week, and we're gonna make sure that it's all covered in advance. But right now. You just have to get on the same page as quickly as possible. So we do that. We focus on the future. You know, this podcast is called Sincerely Future You. In the future, it all gets done. It's all solved. And because of that, we were um, able to get on the same page quickly and then get back emotionally to that neutral place where we can operate and deliver the results that we need to deliver this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've said this <clears throat> on one of the previous podcast episodes that I've been on, but there's very few things in life in a relationship, any type of relationship where timely and Mm over-communication will not have a beneficial impact. Um, So just kind of that as a core fundamental uh, relationship, uh, whether it's a, you know, a a, a romantic relationship or a friendship or a business relationship, Mm -hmm. communication in a timely manner, is always going to have the the a positive long-term effect on the results so um so yeah i mean it helps us in this case get on the same page quickly it helps align what our goals are it helps getting ahead of things so uh, as an overarching belief i think just yeah timely communication is is just critical
0: yeah absolutely and actually when you said other relationships as well i know growing up with parents who Uh, really don't like to commit to any particular timeline for things. Like my parents just like to be spontaneous. They don't like to have things set in stone and be on a schedule. And because of that, I also am aware that maybe you guys have a partner. You have a partner who is like that as well. And I want to offer you that they do not need to change in order for you to have really clean and clear uh, time management process for yourself. So like with my parents, for example, whenever, you know, they're coming up this week, and uh, they're going to a wedding, we're actually watching my nephew, our nephew, um, while my brother and my sister-in-law are at a wedding. And I needed to know some things in advance. And my mom was not Um, she just didn't have it kind of sorted yet. And I said, okay, I just need to know by Friday in order. So for, for you, if you do need to get on the same page with someone and they just are saying like, they don't have the answer, give them a deadline and be willing to do that. So like, uh, and then if they're not, if they say like, they can't do that, then you need to be prepared to tell them the consequence of that. So whereas if they couldn't tell me when they were going to be in town, then I might not be available. I don't like, you know, burn a bridge and say, well, then I won't do it. No matter what, I'll just say like, just so you know, then I might end up scheduling over the time when you need me and I might have a conflict with it. So if you're okay with that, you don't have to make the decision. Again, I don't. We don't have to try and control the other person. It's really important that you don't take away from this episode. While Mark does this, and so I need you to be like Mark. No, all of these are tips that you can use and you can adopt yourself. It only takes one person in the relationship to have a really amazing relationship.
1: Well, and and I think it's important to realize that while so in that example with your mom, Mm. you requested something she didn't have the information. You gave a timeline, like, like. for you, it's it's a critical thing to get that information. Mm-hmm. It's so important to you. She may not, and in any sort of you know dynamic between two people, some, when you request something, it may not be as much of a priority for you as it is for them. So again, so that's where true. that's where it becomes important to hold the tension because in your mind, it may feel like oh, like why hasn't she got me this information? Like she's she's not prioritizing this. It's like. If it's important to you, then you have to follow up. You have to hold that tension and say, hey, did you get, and then she may be like, you know what, I totally, it, it it slipped my mind. This is the information, I actually do have it, here it is. And like, there's so many times when like, again, you could have, if you were willing to hold that tension and, and have what you may think going into it be that difficult conversation or, or a you know, an awkward conversation, because I just asked them yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to have that conversation, if it's actually as important to you as you say it is, have that conversation they may then give it to you quicker. You gotta stop thinking about the idea that maybe they're gonna be frustrated or they're gonna be disappointed. It's like, what's mm-hmm. more important to you to, to get what you need to accomplish your goal or to help you achieve what you need to achieve or potentially without any real evidence to prove that they would feel this way, you know feel like you're creating an awkward situation by having a conversation so that's another a good example of holding the attention and the importance of it
0: that was actually really it's kind of tip number four which is decide on the results that you care about and then be a hundred percent responsible for them while asking for help and support as needed so like i said there's going to be some cases where or like mark said some cases where there's a shared priority and it's important to both of you like for me and mark getting childcare, making sure that our kids are taken care of, if we can't be the ones to be there for them. But sometimes there's gonna be priorities that are important to one of you and not as important to the other. It's not personal. It just means that in your day, you're thinking about what you need to be responsible for. That might not be something that the other person's responsible for. It doesn't mean they can't help you out. So people will ask me all the time in coaching, what do I say to get the result? And I always say, it doesn't matter what you say. It's not what you say or how you say it, it's how you feel when you say it. And if you feel worried that you're gonna upset someone, that is going to drive your action. It's going to probably lead to a more awkward conversation and a more defensive approach than is necessary. Whereas if you feel, and the superpower I love to use in asking um, for, help with a priority, it's just neutral. It's like, I'm just asking you for help. You're allowed to say no. I'm asking you for um, you know, more information so I can plan my schedule. If you don't get it to me, I'll just keep asking neutrally until I either get the answer that I need, or I don't get it, the answer that I need and I'm making the decision based off of my information, but then I can have my own back and feel really good about, okay, well, I made it very clear, like explicitly clear that I needed it by the state and you didn't get it to me. So of course I had to, you know, make the plan without your considerations. And then you can feel really good about that, right? You always want to set yourself up for the situation that you can feel good about how you operated instead of kind of feeling like you have to be defensive or blame the other person because of the result so um making sure that you are a hundred, you believe you're a hundred percent responsible for your schedule and your result that includes, I'm responsible for my whole schedule. Even if I'm asking Mark, I'm always verifying. I'm always following up and just saying, Hey, reminder, you're sure that X, Y, Z. Um, and then this one's a fun one. Tip number five is prioritize unplugged fun or family time together. So whether it's a weekly date night or just time away from your phones to sit and chat, your responsibilities or like will always flow better if you have established fun and family or date time on the books. So we don't have a, an established date night because like, like we mentioned, we work from home together. We spend a lot of time together. However, you wanna be really clear about what I know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the love languages, but for me, I have some, uh, probably more needs in terms of quality time than the average person. Like I need time with Mark where we're physically touching. Like we are meeting that need right now because <laughs> we're sitting next to each other doing this podcast. I need intimate time. Like I need time to be able to tell Mark how I felt about something in my day, or I also require, we have some other non-negotiables. So what are some things that you would say that we um, always have on the books in terms of like a month or a week or a day together that allows our work time apart to be really, really productive?
1: Well, it's funny because certain things potentially could feel like it's the day night, but because they become so part of your normal schedule, it mm-hmm. sort of like loses that that feeling. Like yeah, yeah. like a lot of time, you know, like a lot of people at night after like when we're winding down, we like put on a show and we're watching a show, but that no longer feels like the escape. That just mm-hmm. feels like the norm, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, one of the things, and so we get a weekly paper uh, from our town, um, and it has a crossword puzzle, and this sort of connects on both. It connects on the unplugging, but then also um having having sort of like you know one on one time together is like we won't watch tv that night and we'll actually just kind of do a crossword puzzle which it kind of stimulates the mind both because it actually is more of a challenging crossword yeah, puzzle. This,
0: this puzzle's hard. Then, Garden City, yeah, what are you doing to us?
1: Very <laughs> challenging. But so like, you know, we'll we'll take some time away from our phones, away from the TV. Um, and we'll just either go in the sunroom or just like sit and and just do a crossword puzzle together. And it seems so simple, but it is such a break from our normal sort of interactions that it does. F- and, and, you know, it kind of sometimes depending on what the clue is, it'll spark A conversation um that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise had about a topic that we typically wouldn't be talking about so um so for me that sort of has become you know when we do it it's not like a scheduled thing it's every tuesday or whatever but it's sort Mm -hmm. of like we see the paper and it just feels like a time to do it um that we do that and i don't know i've really enjoyed doing those over the
0: last few months and we have our our like go-to restaurant that we go to that we feel really romantic when we're at Mm -hmm. which is the restaurant we got married at it's called Two Spring and that was our spot even before um before we got married obviously why we got married there and occasionally we'll be like okay we haven't been to Two Spring in a while let's go to Two Spring it's a really nice restaurant so we don't bring our kids there <laughs> i mean we actually we have brought mari, mari cuz yeah. she's an angel in the car seat she usually sleeps but we don't really bring calvin there so it is our time that's like really just us and um, I will start to like be on to yourself and know for yourself, maybe for Mark, he doesn't have the same priorities in terms of like, for me, I need out of the house time. Mark is more of a homebody than I am. Like I need more. Um, I always say like, like I get my energy from a crowded room rather than getting your energy from like recuperating in time to yourself. And so he'll be like, yeah, well, we just had dinner out. But what he means is like we ordered in or something. And I'm like, no, no, no. I need us to get out of the house and just be in a room full of people. Even if we're not talking to them or we're just talking to us, it makes me feel like I'm connecting with him in a different energy. And so I know that that's a priority for me. And I will communicate that like, nope, I've reached my limit. We need time out. And it doesn't mean that it has to be money. Cause I used to have this issue as well. Um, when I didn't have that much money, it was like, okay, I just need to get out. Whether you go to like a networking event or a social thing, know what your, um, your needs are within that time. Also, both of us are very, um, we prioritize working out and we both like to work out almost every day. And so we, Make sure that we know that we respect that that's a priority for each of us. Now, sometimes one of us gets to work out and the other one doesn't get to work out, and that's a bummer. But like we said, ultimately, if I wanted to work out on a day that Mark just quote unquote got to work out, well, it was probably because. I was prioritizing sleep that day and maybe Mari woke up a couple of times and I was nursing her and I wanted to sleep in and Mark was going to take her in the morning and I could have woken up and worked out. You just need to make sure that you understand that it is about you prioritizing. Now, if your significant other isn't, um, You know, if you do the divide and conquer thing and they're not uh, going or they're just travel a lot and they're not able to be there to help you and you have kids and you're trying to manage this, watch out for that victim mentality. I had this too when I was a single mom. And what did I have to do? I had to find help where I could get it. For a brief period of time, like when Calvin was little and I didn't have that, that help and Dustin was at work or he was getting his MBA, I had to, I didn't have family nearby. I had to rely on friends that I met, just other moms in the area that would come over and I'd be like, can we swap? You watch the kids while I work out. I literally did that. So if it's a priority to you, you're going to show that it's a priority to you by putting it on your calendar, by making sure that you're asking for that. And, And one of those ways is that you're willing to Either hold the tension or feel discomfort, which brings up our final tip for you guys, which is to establish time boundaries and hold yourself and each other accountable. Okay. So what is a time boundary? I think of a time boundary as the things that are non-negotiable for you to get done within a certain period of time. We both work from home. And we love to chat, for example. We love to share memes. Well, really, Mark loves to share memes with me. <laughs> and we both love to brag about something cute that Mari's doing. So both working from home can be a blessing and a curse because we interrupt each other constantly. And one of the things that I think that we're best at when it comes to time management is telling each other, hold on, nope, sorry, babe, I've got to do this. I'll be done in 10 minutes. Or I'm not going to be able to chat about this today at all until the end of the day or in an hour, and we never take it personally, right? Like I, I don't know if no, you yeah, have yeah.
1: a no that and that that has that's been an evolution because and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people in relationships can probably um, attest to this. There's been plenty of times where you where instead of doing that, you kind of just nod along and you say yeah, mm-hmm. as if you are listening. Um, And then you get caught up in it and they, you know, ask you a follow-up question or something. And then you're like kind of caught in the fact that you weren't listening. And ultimately, I think we both realized that 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 ends up being a worse um, result than in the moment being like, you know, I actually, I have to, I'm on a call or I'm finishing up an email. I got to do this. (laughs) Um, You know, probably the first time one of us did it to each other, there might have been that feeling of, oh, Okay, you know, but but then when you start to realize, and we both do it to each other, I was just gonna say I don't even know who started
0: doing it first.
1: It it just becomes like, oh, it's actually more of a respect thing because it's like what you're trying to explain to me and what you want to tell me. I respect it so much that I want it to have my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's not going to get my undivided attention in that moment, then I'm just gonna say, don't talk to me about it right now. Let's let's put it on the back burner and we'll talk about it when. This calls over, or when this email is done, or what you know, whatever it may be. So um, that ultimately, I think, is a bit more reflection of the respect rather than lack of respect. Yeah. Sure.
0: absolutely, I agree, and I think that the other thing is, is I say when you're running a business, the goal is to always be where you're at 100%. like To be present for your work and to be present for your family and for your kids and not always feeling like when you're at one, you should be at the other. So if you have those unclean thoughts like, oh, I should be spending more time with my kids or I should be spending more time working, you're going to secretly be splitting your attention and wasting your time as well as you're going to be like resenting the other person for distracting you from getting the results you're going to get like very kind of scattered results because you're having scattered thoughts so yeah
1: another it feels like other other countries i think and employees in other countries do a better job of this like when you see there's actually again a meme we could talk about it but there's Um, There's me that say like, you know, out of office in Europe. It's like, oh, me and my family are are in the south of France. Um, You can reach out to me in two months because they prioritize and they fully disconnect. I actually had a boss who said it's not really a vacation unless you're gone for two weeks. It takes like a week to just unwind and then a week to actually enjoy yourself on the trip. Whereas, like in America, and the meme sort of says it, it's like I'm so sorry, I had an emergency dentist appointment, um, but I will get back to you within the next 20 minutes. It's <laughs> like, it's like, it's the thought that, like, you know, you can't actually focus on the personal element that is that you're currently dealing right. with, that you have to always be connected um, to your work. So, I mean, it's in. Some people will say, "Well, you know, the place that I work, that's just like I have to always be available. I have yeah. to, and and I." I tend to disagree with that yeah. because I I do we
0: we I do feel, we, we I, do feel <laughs> I do
1: yeah I do feel like if you create the the um the precedent that you will respond to an email at one o'clock in the morning or that you can get something some at, to somebody at any point of the day, then you're sort of there's sort of sort to of build that expectation among your stakeholders. And then when you don't do it, then it's sort of like, well, what's going on? Like you normally do these things. Mm-hmm. If you have, and maybe you are willing to do that, there was definitely a time in my life where. If I knew the answer at 10.30 PM, I'm happy to respond because it is easy and I'm, and I'm satisfying the need of someone who, you know, I work with and and whatnot. But, um, I think it's, you have to understand what the impact that that's having on other people and the kind of the sentiment and the precedent that you're setting. So, uh, if that's something that you don't want, and you do have hard boundaries, setting those boundaries and making sure it's very clear ahead of time, um, is, is the only way that you'll actually have success kind of managing through that.
0: Oh, it's so good. And Mark, worked in corporate for most of his life he only i mean still technically you're you work for a corporation but um you have more control over your schedule in the role that you're in as head of business development whereas before you you had less control over your schedule and even when you had less control over your schedule you held the tension to make sure that whatever priorities needed to be managed did like there was a time when we were first dating where mark would offer to help me out with uh, Calvin so that I could have a client call when I didn't really have too much support and I didn't have steady childcare, And I'd be like, how are you going to do that with your work day? And he would be like, I'll manage through. And maybe on those days he did stay a little bit later and work in the evening on a project or in the morning or work through lunch in order to accommodate that. And we both do that. There are certain days where I do stretch my um, typical work hours in order to make sure that oh, I can accommodate this, this thing that we're doing on Friday. I probably this weekend will take some time to do a little bit of work because on Friday, we're watching my nephew. On Thursday, we're watching my nephew. And so um, we're going to flex that around. And But we're just clear that it's not at the expense of ourselves and it's it's not from a victim place, mm-hmm. right? We're establishing those time ba- boundaries and then we're holding ourselves and each other accountable to the boundaries. So If, for example, I say, okay, if we're going to bounce Mari back and forth, I need to make sure that I'm getting these results done. Now, if I let Mark interrupt me multiple times throughout the day, or if he goes to work out and I don't say, hey, babe, actually, I need to get this work done right now. Can you work out later? Or can, I'm sorry, I really need your help. It would be great if if we didn't if you didn't work out today and if i didn't ask for that in that moment i didn't give him the opportunity to like work around it mm-hmm. i'm just assuming and then later when i get mad and i say like oh i didn't get this done he's going to say to me well you didn't ask for all of that or you, why did you let me continue to show you all these memes or why did you choose to do that and if you are operating from a people pleasing place with your time, you are the only person that is responsible for that. So you really cannot play the blame game. You're always responsible for asking for and for making sure that it shows up. And even if you ask and the other person can't do it, then you know that you need to go elsewhere. You need to find child's care elsewhere. Or you need to find, um, you know, a team or an assistant person or you need to make a hire. Maybe it's time to do that. Um, whatever it is, it is v- so important. I think this tip number six is so important to establish those time boundaries and hold each other accountable, um, which will make it for a much more enjoyable experience, both to be in your work and to be with each other. So like I said, time management is a work in progress. I really hope that you know that we're not perfect at this and we are still experimenting. And as new phases of your life um, come up, whether that's getting a new job or having a a new baby like we have right now with Mari being so little, we're still figuring it out. But I hope after listening to this episode that you don't feel alone, that you feel like you're willing to be imperfect because this requires, you know, some failure collection. And that you're willing to be honest with each other and with yourself about what you need, about what needs to get done, and by when. I hope you feel abundant, like there is plenty of time, and I hope like you feel that this podcast, amongst other things, other tools, and yourself, your own brain, help you to feel resourceful not that you're just full of resources, but that you are resourceful. You can access and tap into whatever you need to get everything that you want to have done. Do you have anything else that you want to add before we leave these fine people?
1: Again, I think that the ultimate thing, and we've kind of touched upon it a lot throughout this and in previous ones, is just communicate. Communication is the key. Um, Have those conversations, have them when you think they may be challenging and difficult, have the timely conversations because ultimately that'll lead to uh, the the end result that you're looking for. So, uh, I think that's the key to any any happy and successful relationship.
0: Yes. So, yes, we believe that you can have it all. That you can have a successful business and a big life without missing out on time with your partner, and or without needing your partner to change in order to get it all done. Thank you, Mark, for coming on Thank the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right, you guys. We'll see you later. Have a beautiful weekend. Bye. Hey hapsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to what's forward slash podcast. That's what's happening, W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G dot com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening W Again, that's happy H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.